Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we talk about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Uh, you will notice that in this episode, I am not here. So, I hope you guys enjoy. We had a really fan... Well, they had a fantastic conversation, and as always, Scott talks shit about me. So, enjoy. Bye-bye. Right, well, uh, first of all, we're starting the podcast... Oh yeah. For so anybody I mean, recording, right? Uh right. Scott, uh, I don't know. This is the what is this, Scott? This, this is, is the role playing is smart people podcast. You're not hearing Santa today because he had a tummy ache and decided to tap out and take a knee, which is par for the course. He He's been fired. Dell is taking fired. over this podcast. <laughs> and today's topic is we're gonna talk it's about role flames. Um, we're gonna talk about autotelic and versus immersion. Um, so Jason put out a video, uh, it was a little bit ago and it was on, uh, auto, uh, autotelic, I guess, autotelism. I think that's, yeah, there's autotelic and exotelic personalities. Right. So you did that. And then, so that blew my mind of like, oh, okay, there's a different train of thought. And I immediately apply everything to gaming because it's, this is what we do as a podcast. It's our hobby, it's, baby. This is our hobby. And I think immersion is always such a hot button topic that when Jason did that video, I was like, holy shit, there is this, an answer that might be suitable for a lot of people. <laughs> but, but, and then Dell is going to, I guess we were, did Dell want to define, a, do you want a literal definition of immersion? And yeah, I think we should do, I think we should well, get everybody's I, definition <laughs> and then we should probably get the def, the di dictionary definition and see. Hi, Dell. To, to me, uh, immersion is a little bit like a, a trance state. What you're doing is taking information that you're getting and in, in, internalizing in, internal perception, right? Mm -hmm. So it's basically a fluided, uh, fluid flow of where instead of just taking things in, in like a, a realistic perception, what you're doing is taking, like if, if I'm taking media in, if I'm reading a book or playing a game or watching a movie, I'm focused on that. I'm, I'm taking that information, almost like a code, putting it into my internal perception and uh, imagining uh, what's going on, right? Or being, but I have to be engaged in that. And there's moments when you can break that and, uh, you know, turn your eye back to what's happening in, in real life. That could be a hiccup in a video game or it could be uh, somebody, uh, you know, like when you're reading a book, some kind of, like what you know? Like it, if I'm watching a movie and something occurs, I'm going like, "Oh, bull crap!" You know what I mean? That just took me out of the immersion. So that that state of being uh, in that imaginative space is is what it is. It's basically translating that information and putting it in the, in your internal perception, and uh, in the, the state of constant flow of it, you know, without being broken. Because you can break immersion, but that's mm -hmm. that's where you want to be, you know. So we, whenever we're in a game, and everybody remembers together at a table that uh, remember when this happened, and it was like you were there. That's it for me. Okay. Really. All right. Okay. How about you, Finder? I think my definition is very similar to Dell's. Uh, for example, I've got two two instances where I would say I was fully immersed and they aren't necessarily gaming related because i don't know that ttrpgs have ever fully immersed me in that i get in i enjoy the story i have a good time but when i was reading wizard's first rule by terry goodkind there's a scene where the protagonist is crawling through this tunnel and he gets stuck 
and Goodkind describes the weight of that mountain on him and how he can't breathe. And I literally found myself gasping for air because I ended up holding my breath while I was reading that entire passage. Mm-hmm. It was so impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other time was way back in my childhood when my friends and I were playing some game in my friend's house at night. And all of a sudden, all of us like, dudes, we got to stop because this is getting too real. Like we were starting to imagine seeing mm-hmm. things running through the house that weren't really there. And we're like, okay, right. we're done. We're done right. for right now. We're going to take a break and go swim. Right. But, but okay. th- that to me is immersion is when I am so engrossed in it that I become part of that story. I am one of those physical characters until okay. something yanks me out of there. Okay. Yeah. A- immersion for me is uh, utter concentration. That's immersion for me. Right. So when I acted, uh, if we rehearsed and we memorized our lines, we hit our marks, uh, that's practice. Uh, when you go on stage, it, you vanish for three acts in that concentrated state, right? And uh, that's immersion, utter immersion. I don't readily get that kind of state in role-playing. I can but I can get it in role playing, even despite mechanics, depending on my concentration level. But for me, it's it's a level it's a level of focus for me, right? So I have acting background, so that kind of helps too. But uh, I mean, for me to understand what it means to me, um, very difficult in tabletop gaming because it's not acting. We aren't told we're going to say these lines. We're not going to wait and, and we're not going to rehearse, and then I'm going to say my lines as a dwarf right on cue, and we're never going to interrupt that. No, 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 no. Gaming is live, so. Right. Immersion is harder to get in reality. Shooting, golfing, shooting baskets, marathoning, you know, th- there is a transitional state for some people. Yeah. But uh, for, so for me, immersion is utter concentration. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree. I think you said it's harder in gaming because you do have those dicks like myself. The other night we were playing Dragonlance and I pull out a Bill and Ted's quote, which. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not fantasy can't do that. at I mean, all, that, and that, it's definitely not Dragonlance. No, it's and great it's like, fun, ah, but it, it, that, blows, that would completely destroy my uh, third yeah. wall, right? The fourth yeah. wall, right? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Scott? Do you, uh, you have a definition of immersion? You said you did some research on, uh, and you even, you even posed it to the, uh, the greater intelligence of the universe, correct? Yeah, 100% ChatGPT, my editor-in-chief uh, for RuneForge Games. Um <laughs> <laughs> not lying that's a different conversation um yeah so it's pretty much the same thing as everyone has says right it's a it's an enhanced state of cognition uh with that sense of i i don't know if it's i'm part of this i think it's dell got close to how i feel is like i it, nothing else matters if i'm watching a movie it doesn't matter everything falls away if i'm reading a book nothing matters even playing video games nothing matters and if there is a distraction immersion really is that moment of there's a distraction okay boom click it's over and i'm right back and there's a steady state flow where like you guys said is and you know me this is early early youtube rpg brigade days Mm -hmm. i i die on the hill opposite of everyone else of like there is no immersion in tabletop role-playing games because okay your elf walks to the door make a skill check your elf listens at the door make a skill check Oh my god, there's a dragon monster. Let's roll for initiative. It's every fucking five minutes right. in a ro- role-playing game. There's a mm-hmm. fucking distraction. So, role-playing interrupt this is Anthony yeah, calls it. I, right, and I think immersion, <laughs> You, if you think of it, uh, like REM sleep, yeah, 
and we're you're never getting to REM sleep if you're constantly mentally occupied. Right. And that's what rules and skill checks and all this shit at the table does for you. Mm-hmm. It just completely mm-hmm. constantly resets that switch. Mm-hmm. Um and I know so, people get real big fucking mad about my take on immersion, but well, that's fascinating. So, because yeah. I, I was going to ask, we, yeah. I, you know, we thought we should define it. Yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. done an okay job there, right? Yeah. But the other question is, do you believe it, Scott? Do you believe you can get immersed in role playing? No, not at all. Okay, Dell, you do believe you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about you, Finder? You obviously have stated you have. Um, not not in TTRPGs. I've been immersed oh. in books, and I've been immersed in. Okay. I, I should say role play, but not TTRPG role play. It was like cops and robbers type play as a mm-hmm. kid where we had that at my friend's house. Okay. But I've never been so immersed in a TTRPG game sitting okay. around the table throwing dice okay. that I would say that it's... Do I believe it's possible? Maybe. Right. But it's going to take a very specific kind yeah. of system. To Scott's point, it's not going to yeah. pull me out of it completely. Right. And I think it'd be very difficult to get right. there if you can. So... Uh, I believe you can, but I believe it's defined as the book flow opened my eyes to, which was the autotelic yeah. or exotelic uh, yeah. transition, which is, again, uh, if you have mastered the thing, the thing won't interrupt your concentration. Right? Yeah. So um, immersion for me is out of concentration. So I believe I can master 2D20. If I played 10 years of 2D20 Conan and... All, everybody at the table was as versed in the dialogue and the cultural play of 2D20 Conan, and we were all masters of it, and it was uh, the language, uh, we were fluent in the language of, of, the, of the mechanics in 2D20 Conan. Uh, I could play a game as sophisticated or as cumbersome, and I will admit 2D20 is a cumbersome yeah. game. There is a, there's, actual refer- there's actual resource management to some degree. Yeah. Uh, I can get there because the concentration, even in the tactical portion, could achieve it for me. Delusional is different for me than immersed. I, I'm, the, the idea that I am I am an elf for three hours, uh, that's LARPing. You know, we could all do that. I and that's what most people up. define immersion as, though, right? And that's right. my problem. Is I think yep. maybe immersion has steps, and I know Dell ha- wants to say something. But yep. I, yep. I, I do believe that that is the problem, is 99% of people who plant their fucking flag in the hill of I am always immersed – no, you're pretending that you're fucking LARPing, and you think Matt Mercer and his group is immersed. They're not. They're telling dick and fart jokes as just yep. like everyone else does. Yep. Yep. And so, if you, but if you, if you're willing to accept their degrees, and that, and that, that's probably my my problem as yeah. well with it is like, mm-hmm. I consider what we're talking about to be a very low level of immersion right. that anyone could do. So, but if that's the bar, to me, that's setting the fucking high jump bar at one and a half to two and a half feet. That's not yeah. Olympic level immersion. Right. And, well, and it, know, some people are going to be immersed in just the tactical portion of Pathfinder. Like some guys aren't going to be immersed until they get to the tactics of Pathfinder. Then they're fucking immersed. They're immersed in the combat of Pathfinder. So let's put a pin in that because I want to hear what Dell says because okay. I think Autotelic better explains that portion okay. of okay. combat. Well, I mean, uh, to me, and that's what I was wanting to point out uh, about the Autotelic and flow. When it, before we did this, I think last week I asked Jason, "Is this about flow or or immersion?" You know, I said it in a way of like a joke because I think when whenever the flow to me is when you're doing something that's immediately uh, grabbing your attention and at a rate like you both of you guys. I know you said that play frenetically as a GM. Jason will go. And I, I know you ran us that you didn't sit down, Scott, when you was running that game, right? And it, that, that's, that's, it's almost a tactic to keep people engaged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, energy, you know, baby, energy, yeah. 
Well, the more moving parts, well, I don't want to break off, but you, you have to have people that want to be there that are invested in. All right. Yes. So you, that's one thing you grab them by the yeah. ears and say, this is where you're at. Right. But it, and if you're in a flow state, you're doing so, like if I'm playing, you know, video game like F-Zero and I'm, or a racing game or whatever. And I'm, I'm really focused in on her going downhill and it's taking my like Jason said, like when Michael Jordan plays basketball, he's that's in the zone, zone. Yeah. because, see, there's different ways to immersion. I, I can be I can be like uh, Jason, you mentioned Zelda. It, it, it's kind of tropey. But right now, when you look over and see a mountain oh, I can get there. All of a sudden, your interest level in that, you know, just that wide open world of what you do pulls you in more. Whenever a, a game last night, uh, a couple of nights ago, when we played uh, those dark places, yeah. it was it, it was it was more of a game of like a detective type thing. So we were in that situation. It wasn't uh, typically the combat version of D&D where you roll, do this and, you know, the, the more moving parts, the more it's going to pull you out, yeah. and the more you check and reference, it'll do like Scott said. You go, wait a minute, pull. You know, wait, you yeah. want to you want to sustain a, uh, immersion, in whatever you're doing. I can be immersed in a in a puzzle that I'm putting together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. different a myriad of ways to get there. Now I believe that you can do it, but sustaining it constantly. Mm-hmm. That's why I app for more minimalist gameplay to, to yeah. mm-hmm. those moving parts can be diminished to where there's less distraction, less yeah. breaks, you know, and right. th- this, like when we're playing this, this game, every like the um, finder's point, when you're doing it on a tabletop role playing game, you got different people there sitting around that table mm-hmm. and everybody has different ways of playing and yeah. different styles of playing. And, and to me in the same, unless you've been there a long time, Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as like a group together, playing together, and you work out that greasy, it gets a little bit easier to to all be in that same that right. same mind space. Then you can achieve a little bit deeper immersion. Right. You know, I agree with Scott that, you know, we're doing kind of low-level immersion. Yeah. You know, well, there's it also begs the question, who's responsible for your immersion, you or the table, the other people at the table? Because I would argue I could be immersed, uh, and then a guy could just say something, not even a joke. He could say something that completely is out of the frame of what I'm visualizing. Yeah. Everybody in the group has been told the door's on the right. We're all facing a certain way. The door's on the right. And one of the guys in the group says, yeah, I'm going to run over to the left side door. Fuck, dude. You just blew it for me. The, the door's on the right, right? So, I mean, so there's also, I think, a level of uh, uh, in a social environment like this, much harder to stay immersed, even if you're all very focused on But you can do it. But again, who's responsible for that? You or because I mean, guys will get mad at a table because you blow their immersion. Yeah, but that, how that, did I do that? Right. That's why I don't like. I mean, like movies nowadays, and I know different people like uh, Deadpool or whatever, where he's breaking the fourth wall. You can take that. But a lot of a lot of stuff that we're watching nowadays is like uh, when Finder said he, he made that joke. It, it's so much of a geek culture where we throw off these little these little one liners and these yeah. little zingers. Yeah, and it 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 it's like when I watch stuff nowadays uh, in in movies, it's like separate referential. They make a parody of themselves as they're doing it, mm-hmm. and then yeah. totally breaks them. It's not like a movie like we were talking about Alien, and you're you're watching and you're drawn into their world. Right. It's like some kind of an awareness that the film is saying that they're aware of you, so therefore it should draw you to me. Yeah. If the joke comes from the character, the tension of the characters, that's legit. If the joke is made on the audience's behalf, yeah. that ain't immersion, baby. 
Yeah, and that, that seems to be a, a speak to military. I, I mean, the level of stress. Uh, guys crack jokes in stressful situations. Yep. But that's for the stress alleviation. That's yep. not for the audience, right? That's yeah, the no. difference. So, uh, when when it comes from the actors or the I mean, the characters in a film or in a book, and it comes from the actual uh, reality of the characters in the scene in the book or in the movie, that's acceptable humor, right? But when it's made on behalf of you as the witness that breaks immersion for me, right? So, uh, yeah. now to define autotelic. So autotelic means, so autotelic, the, the actual definition of autotelic, individuals who are capable of deriving satisfaction from the sheer doing of the thing. Yep. Okay. Exotelic are individuals who derive satisfaction from the results of having done the thing. I tend to be exotelic, although I want desperately to get immersed in the zone and be autotelic, but I tend to be exotelic. There are times in a in a game where I have to know the rules. Uh, it's harder to me to get to that place because I'm thinking, damn it, I got to roll the fucking dice again? This menial task of rolling the dice again? I, I want to get to the results. I want to get to the, the narration part. I want to get to the... So I tend to be, I think, more tended toward exotelic. Uh, although I do have the capability of finding joy in the mundane, right? Um, so how they discovered this was, you know, people who were putting widgets on an assembly line, and there were people who were truly happy, and they were truly in the zone, and they they would do their eight hours, and and they were happy human beings, and they their mastery met the challenge, but they enjoyed the process of being in the in the in the moment, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to work hard to get into the moment, and once I've mastered a game. Then I'm not so upset with the, I'm not so pulled out by the tedium of these, uh, these uh, mechanical asks of us. Yeah. I'm going to give you momentum, I'm going to take momentum and give doom to you so I can roll three more dice. Yeah. I'm stopping, I'm getting out of the head of, of my barbarian and 2D20 Conan to make yeah. this transaction. Yeah. Um, therefore, I'm less inclined to remember the game, I'm more inclined to remember the mechanics. I'm more inclined to know, not notice my character. I might not remember what Eloy did as a character, but I'll remember what Eloy did when he rolled dice and shit. So yep. I'm more I'm more aware of the game, less aware of the immersion of it, I guess. That's hey. where I sit. But So that just helps define kind of the next phase here, right? Autotelic, yeah. people who derive uh, complete contentment and happiness, satisfaction from the doing of a thing, no matter how repetitive, and then those who derive joy from the results of the thing and i tend to be results oriented <laughs> more so, even in gaming i tend to be impatient at times yeah can you define exotelic too for everyone that's listening well, before he does that let me see if i yeah, let okay. me see if i understood it okay. so i'm going to try and put this in terms of ttrpgs yes so if i'm an autotelic person playing the game is where i drive my pleasure yep whereas if i'm an exotelic the outcome of that game at the end of the day what happened in that game and the story that i can now tell is where i drive my pleasure from that game i think that's a pretty darn good yeah i think that's right uh, autotelic are having fun every are, are in the they're contented with no matter what's happening at every moment of the game yep. right which allows them to get immersed ultimately because they're not thinking about anything else right uh exotelic would would be saying uh can we get past this part so we can get to that result part uh, yeah. at least from 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 my view of it yeah um i tend to be impatient oh. i've grown to be a lot more patient in gaming but i used to be very impatient in gaming yeah 
I, I think, well, so so was Tracy Hickman, apparently. And that's where the XDM book came from, is he got bored as a barbarian, so he just started to charge through and start doing stuff. Yeah. But uh, I guess my question that I have is, is it possible to be both at the same time? Sure, I love the process of playing the game and sitting around mm-hmm. and socializing with everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also love after the game talking with my wife when she says, "Hey, what happened in last night's game?" Yeah, oh, yeah. you're not going to believe what those idiots <laughs> exactly. did. Yeah. Which is why I do recaps. I love sharing the post game. Yeah. Right, I love it. Yeah. Um, and again, I would argue the recaps are almost more immersive for me than the games. See, and here's the funny thing is, right? I I hate doing recaps. The tedium of actually writing the the recap right. annoys me, but allows allow me to talk about it. Right. Right. And I could talk uh, as long as the game was. Right. I mean, I was this way in sport. Uh, I would get in the zone rarely in sport. Um, but I could get in the zone with individual things like a run, going on a run where I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. But like football, you're constantly thinking. Or I was always thinking about football. So I never got in a zone in football. They say great athletes do because they're not thinking about the sport. They're just playing, you know, but I, I wasn't good enough. I had to think all the time, right? So I never got a Michael Jordan moment in football, right? And uh, boxing, I never got a Michael's, uh, Michael Jordan moment in boxing because I was, I was worried about getting my ass kicked. You know? So uh, I was never good enough to get into the zone in sport, right? Uh, my, my mastery of my, uh, and my ability never met the challenge. I might win. We might succeed, but I was never in the zone in sport. I never master. I was never good enough or master of it. So this is why so I say why I like simple, right? And why I like simple games is we can master that. The, you know those dark places, dude. I mean, it's the, there is no rules, right? I mean, you roll a d six, you add your attribute. Very simple to master that. Even our first time through, I was very very comfortable. So then I was I was more immersed in that session than I have been as a GM. And as a GM, I'm rarely immersed because I'm doing so much. A lot, yeah. I mean, I'm never immersed. I my goal is to keep the game on track, or my goal is to entertain. My goal is to, and I'm like, I'm like you, Scott. I stand at live tables, dude. I I've got to stand because yeah. it's um it's it's lame to yeah. Sit down. I'll Pro sit team. down before the game starts, you know. And I'm when we take a break, I'll sit down and get my papers. And but I have a, sh- I'll have a, I might have a, a shield up, but I'm moving around. I'll, you know, I like to go over to people and talk to people. You know, so we're similar that way because I'm when I'm GMing, I'm not thinking about immersion at all. I'm thinking about making the best possible experience. You know, yeah, hundred um, percent. Like Dale said, I've, Dale sat at my table at a con, and he's yep. it was four hours of high strung fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nobody was asleep. I guarantee nobody was asleep at your table, bro. No, no, no. And I right. I believe everyone enjoys the style that you bring to it, yep. right? And because. Yep. I've never gotten anything negative. Yeah. But then again, like my wife is, she's like, you're also fucking six three and two fifty on a fucking bad day. So, <laughs> yeah. What are they gonna say, dude? You're the worst GM I've ever had, right? <laughs> I would welcome that. But yeah, I'm, and, yeah but listen, I'm five two. Two, we're going I'm five two, one hundred and fifty pounds. They won't hesitate to tell me I'm shit, right? <laughs> this is fucking crazy. But yeah, I don't know. And you know, thinking about it now, and that might be one of my issues with this is because I 99% run games. And so there is no, there, there really is no immersion as a game master. It's just yeah. not going to happen mm-hmm. because there's, there's, 
and people who don't run games don't understand that statement. Right. Yeah. And it's like you you don't know what goes on. Like right. I'm and I'll tell you what, if they are for so long, you know, because yeah, Scott. And if I I would say this, and if they say they are, I would say then you're not running the game. You're telling a story. Yeah. You're fucking I, I right. You're, dude, you're immersed in your shit. You ain't paying yeah. attention to the game rules of the people, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I will say though, Scott, that I am hurt that you didn't get immersed oh. in the games that I ran for you, man. I ran. I've run no, two no, games and there's, three. There's, but, but okay, so so no, and and that was the second part of this is that when when we did the Forbidden Lands. I couldn't get into it on the channel because people were asking a lot of questions about how Forbidden Lands and like the, the specifically the travel portion because I hate mm -hmm. fucking travel and role playing games. But Rich and everyone, and, and I enjoyed Forbidden Lands travel, but you can't. It's hard to get it into terms of like. Yeah. But that that moment, the three of us, and I also believe tables are too fucking big most days for actual oh, true yeah. immersion role playing. Yeah. And I online is hard. Online is hard. Yeah, if you stick to a three man band. You're probably going to have the best games of your fucking life with three fucking players and a, and a game master. That's why I play. That's why I play locally. Always three. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stick to that. But like when we did the when we were doing the Forbidden Lands and Rich was going us through it, how most of that game was in character perspectives. And we we had a mm -hmm. fucking role playing dialogue yep. about fucking water and food, yep. but it wasn't about the mechanic side nope. of it. That's it was right. one moment instance where we had to say, well, what do you have? Yep. But all around that was like, well, f how many fucking days is this going to be? Well, here's what it says, yep. but I'm not the fucking hunter. You're the fucking yep. hunter. You yep. tell us, are yep. we fucking good to go or not? Yep. And there was a lot of role player on it. And so yeah, that's I believe, how I get immersed when we're role playing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was that was truer to to immersion at that moment because no one really we didn't give a fuck about mechanics. Mm -hmm. And but then again, as soon as you go to travel, and the fucking chart comes up, <laughs> yep. okay, someone takes one, well, someone has to yep. go fucking yep. Yeah, it's very mechanical, it's right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, there's no harm in the game. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and again, this is what I've always told people: role playing is not acting. Uh, role playing is not performing. Role playing is playing a game, and there are game pieces that you can't get away from. Right. You can choose not to play games with any kind of game elements like hex crawling rules or forbidden land rules. And you right, can just yeah. choose to narrate travel. Uh, and uh, But then I'm telling you a story as a GM. I don't know if you're immersed in that, right? Uh, I've, and, I, and I'm firmly, what's the ch biggest change that's happened to me in 10 years as a GM is I'm less inclined to do a whole lot of narrating. I'm less inclined to describe much. I'm, I'm, I'm really working hard on the Hemingway method of, of communication. Yeah. I yeah. want to give you the perfect six word short story yes. and i want you to build those images because that's how Gedell's going to get immersed because he's building the images not me yeah, right. but i want to give him well, enough that he knows he's looking at a broken down old bridge but i don't know what he's seeing he's seen him he's seeing some south carolina old wooden <laughs> broke down old vines and you might yeah. be seeing some yeah. old uh, austrian stone bridge right now i might have to identify it's stone so you, because it matters if you want to burn the bridge to the ground or right you know but I get really immersed in role-playing games as a character when we're role-playing. That's when I generally make the switch. And that's when it's easy for me. That's when I would say I'm autotelic. Because the nuance of being a character in the scene with other people, I tend to make that switch a lot easier. And I don't know why that is. But but if I, if it's a mechanical game, I'm I, I'm not going to find it until the results are the end. And I get, in, I get impatient. Yeah, my my 2D20 buddies, Star Trek with Eloy and all those guys, and 2D, they'll tell you I, I spent a Facebook morning 
there were a few Facebook mornings post session that I would I, I would grumble about not getting being able to get immersed, and I didn't know at the time. I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't aware that it was because I was impatient. I was impatient because I wanted to get to the result. But yeah, I know well, that now. I know I know that now. See, see, you're, you're saying get to the result, and and when we started playing, uh, what led to. And I don't, I don't, I know we already had a whole podcast about Dark Age Man, but I'm talking about when we started playing. Uh, it's on my 50th birthday. We just thought, okay, let's throw this together. We did the modern age, okay? And there's a lot of mechanisms in that. And even oh, the yeah. more people at the table, that's another mechanism. There's more avenues to break immersion, right? Mm -hmm. And especially if you're adjudicating rules and people are asking you about this, you can't get into that mindset. Mm -hmm. And so as we played the first game, and it's like, oh, that's a little bit too heavy, a little bit too whatever, because I felt like I had to stop, go, stop, go. You know, mm -hmm. it, we could get on a roll. And then we threw it out and went to a old Wild West uh, D20. And then we said, ah, oh, it's too chunky. Man, I felt like I was just tearing off the, the yeah. you know, the stuff that was teaching me how to run. I was like, i got to take these training wheels off. And we just mm -hmm. went to AIA, and it just flew. And then we yep. could stay that conversational state. Yeah, just throw it back and forth. In a way, we we inadvertently discovered that we didn't just like simple games because we like simple games. We inadvertently, by doing twenty sixty one through three different game systems, uh, and getting magically to astonishing interplanetary adventures D six super simple one page role playing game, did we both realize? Fuck, uh, eliminating all of that those trappings really did allow us to just converse. Yeah. And get immersed, I think, even yeah. as a GM. Indeed, and I think one of the reasons why Dark Age of Man for me was so liberating when we started to invent the naive narrator, the idea for a GM to be a naive narrator, I was now immersed. I mean, I was having game sessions as a GM in our game where I was, I was, I won't say I was completely immersed, but I would get, I would feel liberated. I would feel completely yeah. free to just yeah. engage in the fiction yeah. and not think about the mechanics of what I had to do. Yeah. Um, that's why I run yeah. Dungeon World so much for people yeah. or PBTA. I'm yeah. like, people shit on those games. And personally, and I know this is terrible. I've said it before. If you shit on PBTA games, you're probably a fucking horrible game master because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You don't know how to ask questions. You don't know how right. to engage the player to right. engage the character. And yep. people can get as mad as fuck as they want, but I, I, yeah. it's a firm fucking true hood. Yeah, and, and, and you don't know how to facilitate true health forward mechanics. 100%. You don't know how to facilitate uh, complications. Yeah. You don't understand conflict, real conflict that would be right. occurring for the player, not just combat conflict. Yep. You don't know what hard choices really are. Hard choices aren't, do I right. fucking do this yeah. with a minus fucking two to my fucking yeah. roll against a DC-15? That's right. bullshit. <laughs> right. No. And it's hard choices. On D &D. That's attack on every fucking game out there just about. <laughs> so you, that moment when I said everybody says... Can you remember when that happened? Like we was playing and it was a tunnel in 2061 and me and Donnie was, she joined me, right? And we're behind these cars and Jason's playing the character that are shooting down at us from the top of the uh, the tunnel in, in uh, I think it was in Denver, right? Yeah, we're, in our tunnel in the future. Yeah. Leap, leapfrogging from car to car and I'm like, where'd you go over here? And you can tell she gets a little fluttered and panic attack. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, just give me the thing and let's run over. I, I'm here. I'm behind right. it. I'm locked up. You know, you move over there. Yeah. And it was like intense in the moment. And it, right. You know, it's that little tactic of frenetic play and it gets people there. But you can damn sure that she's going to say, wait a minute. Remember that time we were stuck? We wasn't mm -hmm. stuck anywhere. 
right. that happened to us because we were immersed in yeah, they, they felt bullets thing. raining down around them right uh, that's what and, a table yeah. being immersed together yeah. is great more so than just like you yeah. yourself yeah. reading right. a book and having well, your own and I like to make games, yeah, yeah, and I like to make games live. I, 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 I mean, I really do like players. So this is like the dungeon crawl. So I always run dungeon crawls, uh, live, and uh, and I would warn players if you talk out loud, uh, that shit's echoing around the dungeon. So yeah. be aware, your player yeah. chatter to me is character chatter. That's how we grew up, though, with gaming, dude. That's true. I mean, yeah. if if, if yeah. I'm sitting there behind my screen and Jeff <laughs> says, dude, you know. What if there's a skeleton down the hall? You know, the, what did you say? I hear that echoing down the hall. You know, remind them, dude, you're in a space. You're trying to, in a way, get them immersed in this this yep. tunnel that's echoing, right? And yeah. so that was my way of trying to get them immersed in, hey, dude, this is dangerous. You you, you can't just do that, right? You, you need to think about it. And it wouldn't be long before my buddies were huddled up whispering, you know, because they felt that tension. But I like making games live that way, too. Yeah. But what about they, Right. Were they LARPing? Did they believe they were an elf with their costume on and they were delusional in their their for two hours? No, I, I don't think immersion has anything to do with a delusion. No. What about it opened the uh, opened the the airlock and you, you the android read my lips in that moment yeah. and grabbed yeah. the side. And I'm like, Shh. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I oh, Jason, it was Dell's <laughs> Dell's great EVA suit adventure. <laughs> I was fucking dying. All right, James. I was like, oh my god. But that was good, and it's, it's what you guys had mentioned is I think the lighter rules you go, and I know people hate to hear it, the more involved and the right. more and the moment you're going to be able to be yeah. because you can just fucking relax. Right. And I know Shauner gets a lot of shit. I, I love Shauner to death. Yeah. Still. We oh, come yeah. from way back in the day. Yeah. And he talks about this like there are you, people don't role play, but they say they do, and you're fucking not doing it. Yeah. You're really not. And then they're like, well, yeah. I'm role-playing. No, yeah, you are, but you're not doing what you think you're doing. Well, you're avatar playing. You're, right, you're, you're avatar. R-O-L-L yeah, -O -O yeah. I, I have an avatar, and yeah, an av uh, I, I'm pretending it. to be an avatar. Right, right, right. You're not role-playing. Well, and, right. and there's a question that I think we've talked about before with Rich and Santa and I, but I think it blends into this. I could be wrong, but, like, there's the I do this. So when I role-play... And so people who play with me or have listened to anything we do, I say, I go over here and do this. I will never say my fucking character does that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I'm first person. I'm first person yeah. all the time. And there are people who aren't, and I never really understood it. Mm -hmm. But there was a study that Lego did. We talked about this on the mm -hmm. show a couple weeks ago. There was a study Lego did, and they couldn't figure out how to sell more toys. to. They, went, they were looking at, the, at, the, at, at boys and girls. And okay. they couldn't figure out, like, less girls play with our toys. But we want to curious how kids play with toys, and they're just dumb fucking bricks. There's right. no gender coloring. There's no nonsense oh. to them whatsoever. Yeah, you can't you can't make them pink and invite more girls to play. Yeah, it's, it, it, so they did it, and that study led to another study of looking at something like He Man, and they were realizing that when when in general, and people go, oh, you're, I know the pedantry starts. Oh, you said all. I don't give a fuck. When boys in general play with an action figure like He Man, it is. He man beats the dog piss out of fucking Skeletor. Yeah. When a girl plays with it, in general, it is I go over here and do this, and that's with an an, an object to put yourself into, and that's why right. Barbie was designed the way she was. She is a very fucking generic form huh. wow. because little girls tend to see them 
see themselves as the thing where little boys are like, that's G.I. Joe, that's not me, G.I. Object. Joe. Object versus yeah, subject. Ob right. And so I, I've always wondered, but it, it sort of runs... I, I don't know if that runs into RPG. I, I know it does run into RPGs. I just can't... Uh, I don't understand yeah, how. Yeah. I, mean, I, I started... Because yeah. I, yeah. I only started playing, like, since I came to YouTube, right? And met yeah. Anthony and other people, and I actually was invited mm -hmm. to be a player. Yeah, and I was always first person, uh, trying to be immersed and stay in that frame of mind. And I could tell it was frustrating people at the table with me. That's crazy because I was I was not treating the game like a game. I was treating it like a character in a situation. And uh, I realized later, now when I play, you'll hear me do both. I'll I'll, I'll make third person uh, uh, descriptions so everybody understands what I'm doing. Uh, I won't just talk from first person, but I I prefer to be first person when I'm a I'm a player. But I've learned to pretty much do a little of both, <laughs> uh, so everybody understands what where I'm being a character and where I'm not. I mean, there have been games I think people didn't realize I was a character the whole game. I may not have been immersed, but I did not leave character for the entire game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is rich, rich is shit grinning. <laughs> well, well, the thing that I find interesting is. Society has trained me to change the way that I approach things. Yeah. Back in the 70s and 80s, we always gamed with I, and whenever we would recap the story, oh, yeah, I did this, and then I did yes. that when yeah. we met our characters did that. But yeah. now if I'm somewhere and I say, yeah, and I beat the shit out of this thing, people are like, what? <laughs> you did what? No, not me. <laughs> My character. <laughs> and just I got tired of having to right. clarify things, so yeah. now it's like, I, I get in the habit of saying so and so as my character does this. Yeah. Um. And, and I I don't necessarily like it. And, no. and a lot of times I still do the okay. Well, I'm gonna go do I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna attack them with my sword or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Because well, to me, first person is the way to speak. Yeah. Could you even? Yeah. Come because that's that's who we are. It's our it's right. our it's our turn. It's my turn. I'm gonna roll yeah. the dice and move around Monopoly. I'm gonna buy. Uh, I'm gonna buy Park Place. <laughs> yeah, so Dude, Rich, that's what you... we do. It's what human beings do. Right? So for Poor Rich, me let me ask you a question, Rich, because this <laughs> just happened last night. We were playing Dragonlance, and Rich was talking about his 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 Wizard of High Sorcery. And at one point, mm -hmm. Rich, you'd said, uh, "I'm gonna cast whatever," and then you stopped yourself and said, "I mean, Owen." Owen. You're right, yeah. and I was like, oh, put a fucking pin in that. That's yeah. an interesting mm -hmm. conversation for what's coming out yeah. today. Yeah. Do you know why you did that? I, it's just, I'm just curious as to like what, the, what flipped that switch. And because of the way that I've been culturally conditioned recently oh, wow. to where okay. I, I, am, I, I am rich, Owen is Owen, and I am not Owen. Mm -hmm. But oh, there wow. is that delineation mm -hmm. in a lot of people's minds. And so it's like... And well, that's fascinating. I'm not going to read something. I, I don't know how to do this yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, and that's, does. that is fascinating because when I do, like when I play a rig, even in our old school D20 hex crawling, super lethal, I can't wait to get into Eric's skin. I can't yes. wait yes. to perceive the world from Eric's yeah. point of view. And I'll find myself at times. And this is how I also know I get immersed without it being uh, in the zone, so to speak. Yeah. Because I'll actually be perceiving some shit Del says as his character, as Eric, who doesn't like Del's character, right? I mean, I don't, and so Del's character irritates the shit out of me, but not me, out Eric. But yeah, as Eric, yeah, I've got this kind of baggage with Del's character, right? I don't, but Eric does, right? But right, when yeah, I'm Eric, I tend to see the world literally through Eric's eyes. Yeah. But I can and, certainly and you know, recognize when when it's you know I'm a player. It's not you know it's yeah. 
and, but and to that I point, like that. Though, I look there forward are, to that shift. The thing that I that to this day, because people have a hard time, except and this is something else that I've learned as a writer. People have a hard time separating the writer from the art. Yeah. Right. So if I'm reading a book of poetry, my immediate assumption, even though I know it's not necessarily true, my immediate assumption is that all these poems are autobiographic in some form. Right. With right. novels, it's not as it's not as difficult or it's not as much of a problem right. there because I don't think that this writer's talking about murders that he's committed. Yeah. Right. But in various art forms, it's very hard to do that. And we write so much and so much gets taken out of context and so much gets misunderstood yeah. in a written medium that I've got a group that I play with on Saturday and one of the players will occasionally DM me on Discord and, and have some in-character conversation and i still have to type aurora saying that this is aurora speaking just so you know uh, that rich right. finder is not pissed at you <laughs> right. aurora is saying right, fuck right. you i didn't miss a shot and you're telling me i need to get better at shooting yes. through you thanks for the drink <laughs> yeah yeah well the forbidden lands game right i played that champion yeah. and his dark secret and his pride Pride was I can do. I am the I'm the fucking best fucking warrior yes. there is. I can do no wrong. And the dark secret was, and I told Rich is that um, part of the bond with the other characters was um, when he was found, he wasn't actually wounded. It was a lie. He was hiding. He 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 had been a coward, and that was oh. never going to happen again. And so when I role played that, it role played it with this: you will fucking do what I'm telling you, and we are going to yeah. go do this. Mm-hmm. And it was. I don't. I, hopefully, it wasn't irritating the other players because there is that that moment of like. I know people are like, God damn, you play dicks really well. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, because that's the <laughs> easiest way to e- evoke emotion out of a player is to fucking right, deny right, them right. a friend. Right. Yeah. That's you true. It's yeah. true. Well, and, and, uh, and, and again, lessons learned for me is as a, a really a, a, a 40 year old guy coming to the table to really play for the first time with with other people who had as much experience as I did as players, uh, as GMs and, and players. I I was literally learning in a way, not only new games, but uh, you know how to how I wanted to be a, a player, and I think that there were lots of game sessions where people misunderstood me from the character too. I think. Yeah. Now, right? do you think um, that is part of? Because I know people were like, "Oh, they're meandering again," but I don't think so because I think this is that autotelic moment, possibly, where mm-hmm. you are engaged from a character's voice, mm-hmm. and other people, to prove my point, aren't right because. Right. They're and just, I would say I do get, yeah. I, I would say, you know, there, there's a great example. May, yeah. For me to get into the autotelic uh, space, I think I do have to present myself in yeah. the eyes and the ears and the shoes of the character. And then I, then all of those, all of that menial stuff we're doing becomes relevant to me as like real yes. life, right? Yeah. Tying my shoes. You know, I try to live in the now. I'm one of those guys that likes to be aware and likes to live in the now. Yeah. So. I know I can tolerate menial tasks because that's how we get through our lives. It's mundane <laughs> tasks that, that we exist with. Yeah. But you're right. I think uh, for me, to answer Rich's earlier question, can you be both? I, I think in reality, yes. If it came to doing a job on an assembly line of putting widgets on a board for 20 years, no. I don't think, yeah. I don't think you can be both. I think you either are that guy or you do it a short time and quit. Get the fuck out of that job. So... I think autotelic for the widget guy, you really need to be an autotelic, an easy autotelic personality, right? I think it's autotelic and exotelic by scenario. So, for example, right. I'm autotelic and exotelic when it comes to gaming. 
right. when it comes to writing, I'm much more exotelic. I love I love writing stories. I hate the process of writing yeah. stories because it's absolutely mind-numbingly and uh, yeah. me insane. Oh, time. dude, yeah. And then you have to go back and edit. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. 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 But, but, I loved but, I mean, creating yeah, Dark Age of Man. Time. I hated writing it. Yeah. I would agree with you there, Rich, as someone who uh, uh, aspires to tell stories, whether it's orally or written. Uh, I prefer oral because I'm a, I'm a speaker. Oh, I just like well, this. Be, is, this is one reason I wanted to be a, 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 yes. a freaking lawyer. Right. I was going to be in a courtroom. <laughs> you know, I got a question oh, for Rich. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, because you say you're a writer. And a lot of this, to me, anytime you do any kind of medium, whether it's game or writing, you're trying to, uh, to me, to, to be more immersive, you have to have that handshake, like I said. Because yeah. when you're writing, and I know when you're just a throwback here, when you're sitting at the table and you have to stop yourself, which is a distraction to your own immersion. Like I said, everybody around a table could, one person could be autotelic and another person could be esoteric and not different. And everybody's like at loggerheads and it's not a communal thing, which is hard to get. Like I said, more moving parts and more obstacles that you got to get past. But a lot of it is like even I, I find DMs screw up uh, situations to when they don't. Um, you the, the handshake, let me get back to uh, that. Like even when you're writing, you have to leave an open door for the reader to be involved. In other words, yeah. you got you can't just be a passive uh, participant and watch you tell a story. But they got to uh, you got to put them in that space, yeah. and it's it's a very subtle thing to where you're just not flipping and telling them off, but but like putting them probably writing in a way the where they can imagine it. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. More so than than that, and and even when you're at a table. Um, everybody has to between the GM and the, and the person. You can't be told what to do. They have to. The GM has to lend it, and the other players have to lend to each other mm -hmm. or yield to each other. Um, the the engagement that they have in the game, and in other words, you don't just tell them everything. Let them wonder. Let them. Yeah. Let them like when you're playing uh, the game we had the other night, or playing any kind of technology. That engagement that I have is trying to figure out things. Mm -hmm. You know. Jason could have spilled it out or just said this and that and the other. Yeah, that's exposition. Yeah, through one aspect of why I'm engaged or why I'm engaged. I'm just saying a lot of if you guys kind of get me a lot of a yeah, lot yeah. of what we don't do is the the communication sure. and allowing and yielding for each other around a table, whether yeah. or, or writers with with readers. You know, in any method, mm -hmm. in any way, any medium that you give, it has to it has to bring in first engage the reader and then allow them to use their own mind and imagine like you were you were saying i, I heard david Yim, the writer one of the writers he said it's no more you don't need to do anything about no more than like three descriptions of and then everybody can imagine you know yeah. three useful well those who don't suffer from there's like what 20 percent of the population that suffer from the inability to create images in their head that is crazy what, that's a crazy fucking fact that terrifies yeah, me it is it is it is there are people yeah. who when i say dog to those people it, yeah. they actually see the word dog literally right yeah. instead of a fucking they can't draw an image of a dog in their head yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and i think it's about 20 percent of the population has this yeah and to dale's point like dale that's 
that is where I think too is a lot of GMs get in their own way. And yeah. that's where I'm really easy going. And I try to tell people, I was like, and I always use the example of you're going into a warehouse that is current use, modern day. They stock fucking mm-hmm. they stock crates full of a computer gear. And there's mm-hmm. fucking warehouses. Every human being on planet Earth knows what a fucking warehouse looks like. Yeah. Yep. I'm not gonna describe every yep. fucking thing in the yep. warehouse, but there are yep. details. And I used to do that, that, but it'll be like, I go to get the, I go to get the pry bar near the fucking office. Well, I didn't say there was a pry bar there. Yeah. We were getting, now you're getting in your own fucking way of, of being immersed. If you're not, if you're going to tell me (laughs) that there isn't one, then motherfucker, you should have told me there isn't one. Right. Right. It's, it's fucking Chekhov's gun is how I treat role-playing games. Right. Right. This is why I use the term when I first met Ivan and the guys, I would describe my, my goal as a GM was hot potato. Say it, get it to the players, let them play. Right. And yeah, I, I and I and Hemingway, you know, I like to say, can I say something where it evokes your imagination, yep. and I can get the fuck out of the way? Right. Hard to hard to do, hard to do. Like, what the fuck Especially do you care online. if there's a fucking Oof. fire axe or not, and they use it? Oh my god, they might win your fucking monster. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, oh my fucking god! I almost wonder. Yeah, and please I, I wonder... get a partial success, because then I can describe how you broke that fucking axe yeah. in the door. <laughs> I, I right? almost think that it'd be great if all ttrpg players yeah. would take an improv class y'all because dude, yeah. w- when i was working uh at one of my past jobs they as a team building event we had an improv troupe come in and teach improv and the whole thing was a yes and you don't negate yep. what somebody said yeah. you yes take and, what they did yes and you but. just build on to it right yeah and, well and brian and i talked about this because we both were actors and did some classes and yeah. Uh, yes, but and yes, and yeah. I can't say no, Scott. That isn't true. When you right. say to me, "Hey, I pulled a gun on you," no, you didn't. That's what kids do in Cops and Robbers. I shot right, you. Yeah, because no, you, you want to win, and yeah. that's that's that fucking that's that nature of wanting to win, and that's where you, that's if you're trying to win. And I always say this: if you try to win Dungeons and Dragons, you're a fucking idiot. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Stop building a fucking character. Right. Right. Stop. Right. Yeah, so you're saying right. my three trophies of winning D and D are null and void? It's just so stupid. But like, but like people have asked They're me about as valid as those uh, those yeah. awards they give kids for just showing up. Right. So I have been paid. So I consider myself a professional fucking GM. I have been yeah. paid to run games yeah. for human yeah. beings. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. And I t- and I've had this conversation with a few people that know me that I um like so. And never mind. I'll talk to you guys offline about uh, something I, I'm doing on the side. Um, yeah. You know, and Rich, Rich has seen it before and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and witnessed it. But I don't want to take your money to to fucking run you through a game. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a no shit GM academy where I teach you mm-hmm. fucking methods of how to run games and get the fuck mm-hmm. out of your own way. And people are like, yep. oh, that sounds very arrogant. I was like, you've never listened to me run a game because there's I don't have any yeah. negative interactions because the players are more important to me than anything else at the table. Yeah. And because I'm not wasting human beings' time yeah. and money and lives. Dude, and you learn how to you learn how to play an instrument, don't you? Before you fucking sit down with other musicians. You right. learn how to write yeah. grammar before you write 100%. shit. You learn yeah. how to do yeah. your do it yourself, plumbing books. Yeah. You know, we just assume that people know how to do this shit. And they, we don't. We've been fucking it up since 1974. Right. And I'll but, be honest, people who you know <laughs> preach the Gary Gygax, God of Gaming. Oh, Dude, I've watched some of those games he did on YouTube bro. years ago that were recorded. Ooh. 40 guys standing like, Dude, there ain't no... That is not how IGM. And no. I, why would, I wouldn't want to stand in line with 40 guys and do what they're doing. No, it's fucking And I, I, I don't dislike you know Gygax, of course, but 
it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, the man yeah. invented the game D and D. Didn't mean he invented the best way to do this thing. Right. It's just yeah. crazy. It's just yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that that if I could do anything once I retire, I'd be like, let me just yeah. set up a fucking online games yeah. academy. Where well, I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, yeah. If if I may, because this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Sorry. And for some reason, like like I would say, people think that to make it more immersive, you add more detail. Like, it's going to really, yeah. right? And this yeah. goes exactly against what I was just saying because people yeah. can see if I say I go into some library, you know, someone's personal library in the house, I'm envisioning it. You ain't got to sit there and, and yeah. do whatever. I remember reading an old uh, dirt, almost a Diggler, for God's sake, but no, dirt pink novel, right? And he, he, he loved, the, the author loved cars, but they're in a gun shootout. The main uh, protagonist is, and he jumps inside the car, and all of a sudden, I'm getting a detailed description of the interior of the how the wood grain, uh, this and whatever, while it's going on. I'm like, this is throwing me out of my emergency. I'm not right, here anymore. Right, this right. is like a second thing. Okay. Now, when I see, like, I was watching the review, and I hear it again, everybody relegates that. Okay, well, this game is nice. It's a minimal game, and if you want a one shot, but if you want to have more of a campaign, you'll go for something more crunchier. And I'm like, this is totally corrupt because you're not yeah. understanding the concept of role playing anyway. You know, well, and they don't understand the concept of again conflict. What is the reason characters are doing a thing? Mm -hmm. It's about the characters, and well, if the characters, if the players are invested in the characters, and the characters are invested in each other, and invested in the yeah. thing you're doing, and there's conflict. They won't. They're gonna want to come back and do it again, and whether they're advancing in power or not, right? Fucking stupid. Um, this is what I call the Tolkien problem. Everyone yeah. likes to pick on Matt Mercer. We did an episode where I defended Matt Mercer as oh, not wow. being a problem. I defended Matt Mercer is not the issue, and people can go back and listen. Yeah. It's uh, the fucking players. Right. In tabletop RPGs, right. you're the fucking problem. You're the yeah. reason that, the, that you don't have a Matt Mercer GM because right. you actually yeah. the fuck. Yeah. Um. Like for the yeah. Tolkien problem is exactly what you described. I don't mm -hmm. need to know how many fucking blades of grass there are on the goddamn right. forest floor. If you That's tell right. me we're in a fucking coniferous forest. <laughs> That's it. I have actually been. I've, I can think of forests oh, from yeah. Afghanistan yeah. to fucking Jordan in right. small copper trees mm -hmm. that are near the fucking Dead Sea. Like, I have, a, I go out yep. the fuck outside and I don't watch mm -hmm. fucking the nature channel and shit. That's it. So I understand what the smell is. I know well, how sticky pine are. You want to tell shit. them enough that they're, yeah. they want to know more about what's, as Dale said, I, I described that you're in a library uh, from top <laughs> to bottom, walls of books. No shit, right? so, listen, if Dell then says, what kind of books? Okay, motherfucker, now you're going to have right. to go over and look. Now you're going to get some detail. Oh, it looks like there's a book from there. You know, this yeah. this particular bookshelf, he was clearly obsessed with criminal law, right? Right, yeah. Uh, and mm -hmm. again, it would be relevant if there's an investigation going on. Outside of that, it's like, uh, it's just a mass of books, classics. and But they're going to get that detail when they say they want to go investigate the bookshelf. And then we're going to yeah. have to, and most likely, unless I've, Designed it as a clue for something greater. I'm going to be inventing made-up shit off the top yeah. of my head anyway. And, right. And don't make a fucking roll for it. If you've got, like, like Richard Bush plays our Wizard of High Sorcery. All right. His whole fucking job is to be intelligent and educated. Yep. 
I don't make him roll for academics very often yeah, unless right. it's some esoteric knowledge, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Rich, is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you're a fucking wizard. You would know this. And actually, yeah. one of the players challenged me. He's like, well, would he even know what a death knight is? Like, he's a fucking wizard of high sorcery. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's and what is the, and, that's, and I got to tell you, Scott, you just nailed one of my biggest pet peeves as a player at the table. <laughs> Why are other players concerned about what other players are doing and shit, right? Because you can't win. That's why. Yeah. If it's Rich like, wins. Dude, he's in your group. Don't you want him to know what a death knight is? Right. It's just like, it's so crazy. But yeah, just oh, it's so frustrating. And then like the, I think the, a lot of this too blends into the topic of Mother May I. Yeah. Right. Don't. I, and we did a we did an episode. We we kind of we we experimented. And it was really fun. It was like, yeah. well, can I can I open this door? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Just say yeah. Oh, I go. I open the door. You yeah. know. You I, know. I, I think it was if we could ring a bell every time somebody said, "Can I?" Dude, it would be nothing but ding, order. You know, though, I think the problem is GMs to some degree not willing to. Do the yes and or the yes. That's 100%. It. And, and what I mean by that is, I have been in scenarios where we're doing a theater of the mind combat, mm-hmm. and a description was given of okay, you're in this uh, old west saloon. There's an it wasn't me, level. thank God. No, 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 it wasn't you. Well, but I mean, <laughs> it, there was a description given of a general scene. And I pictured it one way, the GM pictured it a different way when I said, Okay, I'm gonna do this. Like how the hell are you going to do that? I'm like, what do you mean? You said I'm, this is how you said the scene. No, I didn't say that. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, the, now yeah, can, I mean, can you sketch out the room for me now? Because now yeah. what, yeah. what you described is not what and I see in my head. And what little immersion you might have had is right. gone yeah. now. And he yeah. wanted to win over your characters, what that tells me, because he yeah. put you in a situation where he wanted to inflict harm, which he yeah. thought translates to, um, I guess, a sense of danger or thrill. Yeah. And it really doesn't. Um, yeah, it's really fucking If you weird. want players to feel something, let them be their character. 100%. And then they're going to feel it when, uh, when the fucking android is face, facing off in a porthole against Dell's character. Because he is his character. He's in character. He's in the space. They know how fucking dangerous this is. He's just made two yeah. escapes from a air, an air hatch. This thing's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's potentially dangerous. But... Instead of saying no, that ain't what you're. That ain't what's happening here, Dale. That ain't you know. He's never going to feel. He's going to feel as a player, right? Constantly put upon, as opposed to a character in, invested in space, right. and then responding to the threat as a character. Yeah. And so what helped- Dale's, uh, uh, He says it's on the right side of the wall, and I'm thinking it's on the left. Why yeah. interrupt him? It's on the right side of the wall. Who gives a fuck, right? Well, it's a fucking he's in character. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And you and you start building this. Mm-hmm. I still prefer the term autotelic because I think it's more honest than immersion. Yeah. Uh, of 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 how we of how we game and specifically for that, oh, the fucking name of the game I always forget. It's an Osprey game. The the dark darkness is what is the uh, one? Those dark places. places. Those dark places. Yeah. You start you start setting up. You can you can put an autotelic path down and like I think it was for me listening to it. It was when I think it was I think it was Dell was in his locker and closed the door and you had the android sitting there fucking staring at him like a fucking weirdo, right? And I yes, was like, right. oh shit, that is telegraphing yeah. some good shit. And it should yeah. be pulling Dell into a direction that you're leading him. Right. Which sounds negative, but it's not. It's 
you were you're starting to pull that fucking mm -hmm. putty out and see what Dell makes of that yeah. play-doh that you're stringing mm -hmm. out for him. Yeah, that was really good. And I'm not talking I talk a lot of shit on the podcast, but I have a, an alien game. Yeah. I'm going to run Rich and uh, Santa through. That is probably the most immersive example of RPGs that I can get to, mm -hmm. but that it cannot be done until the three of us have a sit down. Mm -hmm. And I need them to. It's not like understand the story I'm telling you, but it's I need you understand to. Re, I need you to be able to respond in a natural way instead yep. of. Well, like I told, I spent yeah. a lot of time giving them uh, in more session zero than I mean. Dell will tell you of all yeah. the shit I've run for years. I how much how much even though I gave you very little material, I gave you more. Yeah. Uh, material, so you would know. Be an astronaut. Think like you know. Don't yeah, exactly. again say, "Is there computers around here?" Right. I'm going over to the computer. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to spin the chair around. I'm going to start pulling up the route. I want to. I want to. I want to investigate. Uh, right. You know the thing. Go for it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to tell yeah. you you can't use a computer. That's asinine. Why would I do that? You're you know right. In the far fucking future. Yeah, yeah. It's second nature to you. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing with Rich and them is like what one of my things is is like you learn this from Dungeon World uh, or PPTA in general, but Dungeon World is. You don't ever say, I, using hack and slash, you say, I'm bringing my sword to bear against this. And then mm -hmm. your job is, is, the, is the GM is like, okay, awesome. Uh, let's have that fucking roll plus strength. Mm -hmm. Right? Real simple shit. Yep. Uh, and then you narrate the, the course of events that happen afterwards. Right. And that's, that's how we're going to do the alien. Is it a pain in the ass? Yes. But it depends on what you want. And I... I think a lot of people play Alien. I agree with Shauner. A lot of people play Alien like it's Dungeons and Dragons. They, they do. play well, I Blade think, Runner like it's Dungeons and Dragons. I think yeah. most people, they literally play whatever new game they buy like the last game they play. Yeah, 100%. It's so fucking annoying. And like, so many play people only have ever played D&D, &D, and that's yeah. the only way they're going to play. Yeah, it's, uh, to be yeah. honest, that's quite literally, uh, it took me forever to realize, yeah. dude, uh, how these rules direct you when you read them is meant to do something other than D it took me a long time to realize i was playing a lot of games yes. like D. &D. yeah it's i had to learn that a fucking hard way when i when i learned other games right yeah uh and now i have i have i i truly give complete respect to material uh yes. and i read it as it hopefully is trying to tell me the intent on how you're supposed to deliver this game to the players. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I still think players are still playing like they played D&D &D last night. Because so I bust my shit. ass to run those dark places a certain way, but players that are coming from a D&D &D table are going to maybe still play like it's D&D, &D, right? Right. I'm I attack the android. Do I get advantage on him? Yeah, right. He's he's in he's yeah. in space. He's floating. Yeah. He clearly has no gravity. That yeah. I, I get he gets disadvantage I mean, to his attack. Right? I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind the perfect there will be a day in my life I'm going to get the perfect experience as a player in an RPG. Sure. Yeah. And it will be that Guy Ritchie experience where we're all in the same yes. mindset and we're not talking yes. about mechanics. We're we're That's what I hope. you know, we're in That's what the I hope shit. we're gonna do with the alien. Yeah, I I think the alien that we're gonna do, I think we can do it. Right. But it's gonna be so drastically different than I think and we're going to record it because I always put my money where my mouth is. I mean, yeah. if you ever want to see me run games, there's plenty of evidence. Oh, yeah. About shitty yeah, I do some yeah. days. <laughs> you know, but like I want to show people this is a way you can do things. Mm -hmm. And if you have honest conversations about it, I think you can. And I will say for people listening to this or, or watching, 
go to I, I always forget which one of you fuckers runs the channel because I thought I was talking to Jason and it was fucking uh, we both. like uh, okay well we both so, run role, role play cafe is, role play is cafe. YouTube channel okay. and that's so, still I'm Kevin right. White Games yeah God, whatever go <laughs> 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 So go to roleplay roleplay cafe and look at look at their video list and it's it's only it's only like less than a week old right the the science fiction game right uh last night we ran it when did we run it Bill? yeah it was two nights ago right two nights uh, two nights ago, Tuesday yes. night yeah, yeah. Tuesday night. I, I, I'm I'm begging you go and take a listen to it it's it's and I don't blow some Jason knows me from way back in the YouTube oh listen I don't take anything personally even when you yeah. even when you kiss my ass I don't take yeah. it personally but it, it is a great <laughs> example of an ability of players to interact with the intent of the game master and the conceit of the setting mm-hmm. using a very rules like system and yeah. they are and you can tell where you can tell where the players are sliding into this is amazing and I'm having a good time at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really, you can really fucking feel it. And, and, and I, I will say yeah. this, uh, it is my intent and has always been my intent, no matter what I run to play to find out, yeah. which means we don't tell a story. Uh, we all have a scenario or we'll have a, we'll have a setup and they yeah. know their, they know their context. Yep. As as uh, they know their surrounding and their context, and then we play. The story comes out of the results of play. Hundred percent, um, Rich. What yeah. is the worst games I'm running right now? Dragonlance and the Mummy. Because why? They're pre-written. They're fucking yeah. long campaign modules. And I mm-hmm. and Strahd was the same way. I feel completely fucking handcuffed because yeah. the material's here, and I we need to get to it. Yeah, and, and you know, and, hell, yeah. And if I were to teach a 101, GMing 101. <laughs> Trust your players. Yeah. Uh, let them bring some shit to the game. Uh, because again, if I'm re- if I'm playing pre-written material, I'm too concerned about making sure I get all that shit yes. in front of them. 100%. And unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, people take it literally. They won't yeah. be able to open this door without this thing. Oh fuck! Yes. The minute you write that in a module, some dumb fuck's gonna say, "But you, they didn't find the pearl ring." You know, the funny thing for me is, you know, I, I the, when I run read pre-written stuff. I really don't worry about it that much. In fact, when I was playing yeah. my kids, I was running my kids through the Desert of Desolation, yeah. and I knew, I'm like, okay, these guys are Gen Z or late, late millennial, mm-hmm. and they didn't grow up gaming the way that I did, where you're searching for traps and you're yeah. searching for secret doors everywhere you yep. go. That's these right. guys, my kids are just running through the rooms, they're killing the monsters, and they're moving on. They, they, mm-hmm. they may search for treasure, a little mm-hmm. bit, but they're not actively searching for traps right. or anything. Right. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Now, if I want them to find what they need is in this one area, mm-hmm. I need to give them a way to find it. So it's like mm-hmm. they they ran off, and we we developed an entire side story around them wanting to find this magical cutlery because of the spoon. Are you are you familiar with Desert Desolation? No, I never, use any, I never use any pre-written stuff. So I feel A B and I don't know Dragonlance tomb shit. Oh fuck! Yeah. Okay. yes you do. It, it, it was, there, there's one scene in there where there's a dwarf who's been carving his way through a pyramid with a spoon, and I'm like, okay, okay how are you carving tunnels with a spoon in stone yeah, unless it's magical? And well, so he's a he's a dwarf. That's how he's yeah. a badass. Well, well I, I turned that spoon magical, and suddenly my kids lash on like, dude. 
is there a magical fork? Is there a magical oh, fork? Is there a yeah. magical knife? Yeah. Right, so they, right. they said that that became the adventures. Them looking for right. that. The, the rest, right. saving the world, they don't care about. I, yeah, I need right. to find and, this and by the way, we don't. We don't. When we yeah. read books, we don't. Right. When we watch films, we don't. We don't care about saving the world. We care about the, the other. We care about the people yeah. who care about saving the world. Right. Yeah, so that, that's... If you want me to give a fuck about your character and your novel or your movie, you need to make yeah. me care about them, not the yeah. bullshit. And then if they care about the Mount Doom, then I'll care about Mount Doom. Yeah. But I got to yeah. care about Frodo first. I got to give a fuck about Frodo because fucking Mount Doom don't mean shit to me. I, it's not a threat to me. That engagement. The right. It's the same thing with characters. If, you know, it's it, it, the, the concepts of writing for film and for books is really true. If, if people feel this way when they read books, and they feel this way when they watch film. Don't you think they're going to feel this way when they're playing a character in, in, in at a tabletop game? Especially when they're coming to the game, not just to be a play game, but they're coming to the table to be the thing that they've always wanted to be. They're coming to the table to be Aragorn, or they're coming to the table to, to live out some fantasy, even if it's our dark, gritty, grotesque, easily dead fantasy. Maybe we like the idea of... of uh, you know, dying in these games. I mean, I'm getting older, so I'm dealing with death all the time, right? My knees hurt, my back. No, you know what I mean. Uh, and I would ask Rich, did your kids cut their teeth first on video games? Um, no, I, I actually, okay. when they were like seven or eight, before we even let them play video games, I had them playing Savage Worlds. Okay, okay, okay. So, so their idea of them running through a corridor and ignoring looking for traps and things, because in most video games you run through and just kill shit. You don't actually yeah. do anything else until a cutscene shows up and says, now you talk to the barkeep, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think people who have come to gaming post-video game popularity, this is how they're running games too. Cutscene, yeah. bartender, you know, and you're going to have that obligatory talk. Yeah. Uh, where you learn something, right? As opposed to them approaching NPCs naturally and engaging an NPC and having a conversation and conflict arising from why they would have to talk to an NPC. Conflict, that's it. Conflict yeah. is number one in character. And if the players are invested in their characters, game half well, that, over. That, that engagement I was speaking about, you know, uh, is is part when the character you do what you want to do or what is enticing to you like the kids are going after that that's what they wanted to do and that's that's what we kind of saw in dark Jermaine when we started looking at it is not how to uh how to herd people in a direction along a linear right. path it's just where do you guys want to know you know the context of the area and I'm, I'm gonna go over this way and then we just drop these little seeds wherever they're going right it's up to them so, I mean, I know this is done different ways. Like, if you go into different sure. spots, sure. different things sure. are going on. You know, it's not yeah. necessarily a linear game. but um, and, and, and you can have fun in, in both types of, of games. But I think to really – but you know, to go back, like, everybody should have an improv class, like Rich said earlier. I think that would yeah. be helpful because too many people are, 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 are weaned on the fact of, yes, no, and mother may I. When is it appropriate now? Because I think most GMs feel like they're – they fill their own ego with being a gatekeeper. Sure. You, know, you come sure. to me and ask, yeah. you know, ask me sure. what to do. And I ain't, sure. I ain't talking about any kind of mature, you know, game master. Sure. I'm talking about but from the early, early stages on when you know young kids have been introduced to the game and, and, and going. You know, like Jason said when he was who was younger, he loved to uh be an entertainer and he wanted to tell a story. Mm -hmm. But you know, when, when you're telling the story you can oftentimes not yield to the 
to the players doing what they want to do and approaching what if, they want. If, I, if my so intent then, is to deliver a story, uh, it is not then to include the players in any way other than to witness what I'm telling them. Yeah, yeah. That ain't they, playing. They, 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 in a game, they aren't characters. That's they're an audience. The an audience. And then I'll say to them, "Now, boys and girls, yeah. who wants to pick the lock on the chest?" Right? right? Yeah. That's. Yeah. I hate to say it. Oh my god, Matt Mercer. He just I, does well, I mean, great, great uh, theatrics. But when it comes right it, down to it, you lead them by the nose to the place, and then yeah. say, "What would you like to do now?" Right? Who wants to pick that lock? Yeah. Right. But like Scott said, that's the the players because yeah. that's the culture oh, that so. play that that you feel like that, that dead space when you're sitting there and you tell them just enough of what like it's a library and then they're sitting there quiet and then you go like it's filled with books of this and that and the other and then they're you quiet dumb fucks. And, and you're trying to lead them along you know dropping the breadcrumbs and freaking picking up and being proactive and doing right 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 in other words we're not building a player base of of role yeah. players yeah, right. that are proactive they're used to right. that mother eye yes. and being well, allowed to do something in, in like a choose your own adventure yeah now what do you want to do yeah. you know and that's that's the thing that yeah. I, I remember seeing matt mercer lead uh stephen colbert through there yeah. and i know yeah. he was just doing that with a celebrity and and yeah, it was a short thing it's very leaned into a play yeah well and what, i, what I, I have another now? as a player i'm also engaged in the other players so for instance, we had the we had uh you know David ran our Simba room, uh, and I'm playing uh, tarot, and he describes these two priests getting on the ship, and uh, uh, it, it's totally irrelevant, but yet it's relevant. I just describe how Tarot puts his hands on his hips, and stands way back to let these two men of God, who he has zero interest in, because that sends a message to my party members that Tarot, he doesn't give a shit about these men of God. It doesn't matter to a story, but it. It sets a tone of who Taro is, and my, and it it helps again to draw the picture of of the relevance of these two priests coming on the boat. Not relevant to Taro, but so I'm also in a way by engaging what David tells me narratively by acknowledging that because it's a conversation. I'm acknowledging what David's told us by giving him Taro's response to it instead of just going. Yeah, you, narrate the body language. David's like, well, okay, now they're on the boat, right? I mean. You're, it's a give and take. He's looking for a response to what he's told me about, uh, not me, but the whole group about these priests getting on the boat. He's, he's asking for our response. And my response is, Taro is not interested in these guys. Hands on his hips. He steps back, takes a deep breath. Oh, shit, men of God. Here we go, right? Well, okay, he goes up to my character and holds his hand. Right. And I just See? look at yeah. him. And yeah. so it, what it does is it creates, I think, an immersive environment in which all of us even passively are acknowledging these two priests have come on the boat yeah it, it doesn't have to be what the game's about or the story's about or the mo but it's what the moment is about and that creates yeah, and a level of immersion uh and then who knows where it's going right yeah preach man now yeah. scott are you are you going to run actual aliens the uh free league yeah yeah okay, freely, freely loves our podcast for some reason and they have given us basically everything great company yeah that's <laughs> yeah, awesome so yeah, I'm gonna run it for these guys. We're gonna we just gotta slot it in, but it'll be a one shot. Um, yeah, and we're gonna. And that's do the it. YZE game uh, system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Zero engine, Sweet. and it's and I I believe it can be done. But 
I know uh, we're, we're, I'm not going to keep Rich much longer. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's getting late. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy time. But I do want to thank you guys. And I will say if you have made it all the way through, you may have called us fucking stupid and horrible names or you may have turned <laughs> unsubscribed. I don't really care. Santa may care if he's even listening. Are, um, are we still going to do the uh, trivia? Oh, shit. Do you want to do D&D? Do you have time for D&D trivia? We, we uh, do D&D trivia on the yeah, end of every let's podcast. Do it. Let's based do on it. The true uh, let's do it. And uh, just for any listeners out there, uh, you can be uh, – yes. I don't take anything personally. You can hate me. I don't take it personally. You can love me. I don't take it personally. That yeah. says yeah, more about you. To, uh... That says much more about you yeah. than it does about me. Right. You know, people really enjoy what we talk about. There's only been a couple of controversial <laughs> topics. But I do – for boys and girls, this is autotelic and immersion and exotelic and conceit and the mother may eyes and everything that we've talked about over the years of this show. And then with Jason and Dell coming in here and, and, and bringing this autotelic aspect to it, hopefully you have learned something about how you game and how to make your game better. Because it's always what we try to do is like, how do you, how do you, how do we make people understand gaming better and, and have a, you know, maybe you do enjoy, you know, I swing, I miss, I swing, I hit, <laughs> oh, I die. <laughs> hey, you just won't play at my fucking table. No, I'm just kidding. You'll play at my table. You're just going to be lost, a lost lamb for about five minutes. Um, so I'm going to out. So I'll ask questions. So there's three of, well, there's four of us. So, um, okay. We're not going to do pick a category. Jason. This is for magic and miscellany. This is all Dungeons and Dragons based Trivial Pursuit. So we miss almost all of these questions. Okay. okay. Don't be surprised if I do. Bro. Um, can, what? I home, can I homebrew the answers? For fucking real. Can I, can I hot rod these answers? Can I funny house rule you, these answers? Funny you should mention Raw, that. Raw, baby. Uh, <laughs> what material component is required to cast Continual Flame? Uh... Yeah, that's the same look I have right now. Sulfur? I'm just guessing. I have no... I, I, do you need something to cast? Is this Ruby, 5th edition? Ruby dust. Ruby dust. Casting the spell consumes the dust, which yeah. is worth 50 gold pieces. Wait a second, though. What version of D&D? Uh, this is brand new, so I assume it's 5th edition. Oh, no. See, I've never read 5th edition. I have the basic uh, free PDF of base... Oh, yeah. But they all have... They have material components in every edition, yeah. so... Every edition did, yeah. Every edition. AD&D. Basic Mulve, which I... Basic has... Mulvey had some material components too. I'll be uh, dead. Yeah, yeah uh, the expert right. set specifically. Yeah, had some of the higher higher power. Take, ones. All right, take my uh, take my uh, grognard card away. Yeah, you fuck. You can't even play OSR games. You piece of shit. All right, Rich. <laughs> uh, history. Which company produced the electronic Dungeons and Dragons computer labyrinth game under oh, license? Damn it! So why can't I get that question? Crap. I know. <laughs> Who is it, Rich? Uh, EA artists. I don't know. Okay, Epics. E P Y X. No, it was SSI. No, no, you're all fucking fired. Avalon Hill. Mattel. Oh shit! Oh my god! (laughs) All right, Dal. Monsters. What subterranean humanoids have chameleon-like camouflage and can emit a revolting stench? Get the fuck out of here! If you miss this, Dell, I will never fucking play with you again. God damn it. (laughs) Dell, troglodyte. (laughs) No, okay. Troglodyte. This is like some first edition, this is zero edition shit. Yeah, troglodytes. Troglodytes. Yeah, that's how they get. That's how they give you away, and especially when you're doing. um, See, I was was wondering if he's trying to mislead me. 
Burn. No, this no, Dell, no, no, no. This is, this is what comes from partnership. See, you notice how I helped Dell, but he let me hang out to dry. Yeah, he did. He on the high five. I thought sulfur was, it sounded good to me. No, I mean, sulfur, yeah. Right. Sulfur, a pinch of sulfur in the, the crystal rod is a uh, fireball. Okay. Oh, or yeah. The, okay. It's, the, it's the rod. No, it's a lightning bolt with a crystal rod and the uh, the piece of fucking fur you got to rub on it to make static electricity because Gary Gygax <laughs> is so fucking creative. Um, <laughs> for Scott, Dunst, I, I talk a lot of shit about the creators of this hobby. I don't yes, give a yes. fuck about them. Well, you know, because they, they had They're created sweet. it. They didn't They didn't uh, perfect it. They didn't perfect they just it. Created they didn't it. live by what they even wrote. So. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. What he wrote wasn't what he was doing. Yeah. No, fuck no. People, those are the people who are like, side tangent, I play AD&D the way Gygax intended. Well, that's odd. You've never clearly read how he actually played the game. So <laughs> congratulations. You, you mean you played Gary Gygax the way he wrote his fucking AD&D book. <laughs> right. Yeah. With eight fucking descriptions for one character class in nine different chapters. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate fucking that book. Um, Dungeons and Adventures for Scott. The Temple's of the lost city of Tomoachan, or maybe it's Tomoachan, since it's supposed to be pseudo-Aztec, were constructed in what shape? The te- they're going to be pyramids. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, and there's a new Kickstarter for that as well, it seems. Oh, if You're in Memphis anyway, you got one. You got oh, one yeah, right we there. got the pyramid. Yeah. Rich, uh, Rich had a Savage World adventure where they came to Memphis uh, after the uh, day, of, yeah. day after Ragnarok. Cool. They, mm. they, met a, they met a giant god. <laughs> um, for for uh, Jason, this is characters. Clouth, one of the oldest and largest red dragons in fucking Faerun, was given what nickname based on his facial expression? Big face, constipation, right? Old, <laughs> fucking yeah. old, old derp. Uh, apparently, it's old snarl. Okay, I have no. Again, I've never Feyrun. I Forgotten Realms. I've never read the books. I don't. Yeah. Get about it. Awesome this podcast. I fucking hate Forgotten Realms. It's so lame. And uh, we'll do the last one for Dell since Rich always does this. So uh, <laughs> Dell, Dell, cosmology. Okay. What is the name of the demon lord? Ah, damn motherfucker, Lord of Slimes and Oozes, also called the Faceless Lord. Come on, man. Fucking I'm not giving you the answer to this. Uh, it's super easy. Super Del's easy. Like, yeah, Dell's like, go fuck yourself. This, uh, this is for those I, of us I, trained on first edition. Uh, all right, I'll give you the answer, Dell. You want the answer? Cthulhu? Yeah. No, I mean, I know it's Cthulhu S, right? It's uh, starts with Amazon. Oh, no, God, no, that's the CEO no. of Amazon. I'm sorry, no, that's the former no. CEO of Amazon. Right, you're close. I thought you uh, said Paizo. I said Bezos. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't have I thought that. You I know, the, the phallic yeah. rocket ship guy <laughs> that flying his big dick into orbit. So that's it. Um, <laughs> what was the answer, Scott? I, I, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take this shirt off. Jubilee X. No, don't take this shirt off. It sounds like a freaking Pokemon. Again, well, I mean. Jigglypuff. 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 The Lord of Oozes and Slimes. I watch too many film and read too many books. I don't engage enough in D&D uh, lore, obviously. I, I need to bone up on my D&D stuff. No one does. I don't know how to fucking message Santa. Oh, he needs to... Uh, is he going to end the fucking thing for us? I'm not really sure what we're going to do. I, I, I think we just 